0: I truly believe that everyone should be trying to visit Madeira. It is so underrated. It's so good. And I just know that it's going to blow up the way that Dubrovnik did back in like 2013 era. Welcome everyone, I'm your host Bree, and you're listening to Ticket to Nowhere, the show that offers up a little dose of escapism for the people who love travel. This is the first episode since launch, uh, but I'm actually recording this before it launches, so I'm just going to prematurely thank everyone who listened to the launch and anyone who had any kind words. And I'm just going to hope that that becomes applicable in the next couple weeks. Also, if anyone had any suggestions for the show, I know I've already received some from friends who know I'm doing this. Uh, I want to thank you guys too. Season one is really going to be about experimenting and refining these episodes. So I'm still working on finding a good flow. So please Feel free to message the Instagram with any feedback you have. I am very much open to trying out different things to see what people enjoy. Okay, take a moment to get settled in as I transport you to a true tropical paradise. This is where I would typically say that these itineraries are for entertainment purposes only and are in no way a recommendation, but this week, I am 100% recommending that you do this itinerary. This episode's itinerary is the first in the series that I have actually done myself. I'm not going to be making a habit out of this, but it won't be the last, and I will speak more on that at the end of the episode. Without further ado, today we are headed to Madeira, Portugal which is an island off the Moroccan coast. It's known for its subtropical weather, famous wine, and also being home to Cristiano Ronaldo for you football fans out there. I'm very excited to share this itinerary, so we're just going to dive in. This is an eight-day itinerary that covers a good majority of the island of Madeira. I did this trip in October of 2021. So this is all post-COVID outbreak time. So there were masks, there were vaccinations, there was testing at the airport. This was the first international trip that I did since COVID became a thing. And it's quite isolated. Like You are on an island out in the ocean, so it did feel very safe if that is something of concern for you this itinerary was actually through a tour company called G Adventures. This was my first time traveling with G Adventures, and something that I noticed, at least on this trip, is there was a very good balance of scheduled activities versus kind of free time, do whatever you want kind of time. So I was able to do literally everything from my list of things that I wanted to do. Most of which I did not think I had time for, actually. But with all of the the free time between activities with the group, uh, I actually got everything from my list done, which is wild to me. (laughs) Okay, I'm so excited to share this. Uh, Diving straight in to day one, we are going to arrive to the only airport in Madeira and from there take a taxi to Santana. There's a couple of cities on this island, the most notable being Funchal, which is the capital of the island, and that's on the south coast, and we will make our way there, but we're going to start by heading north to Santana. Unlike the much more popular Azores Island, Madeira is known for its eternal good weather. The south half of the island is known for being very hot and sunny, It's also where they grow most their grapes for wine. And the north half, which is where we're starting, is known for being more wet and temperate, a bit more jungly, if you will. So we are going to check into the Hotel Ocolmo in Santana, which was very nice, very comfortable. And I arrived quite late in the day, so I basically walked straight out of the taxi, Right into dinner and meeting the entire group, your best friends for the next couple days, uh, and then straight to bed. Day two is the first activity, and that is hiking. There is going to be lots of hiking on this trip. It is a trip that I did after all. (laughs) So we are in the more rainy, jungly half of the island. So today's hike is called. Lavada do Caldearo Verde. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. <laughs> and we are going to hike along the Levadas to see some waterfalls in the rainforest. Lots of greenery, a little rainy, but still quite warm. If you did not know, which I didn't, at the beginning of this trip, a lavada is an in-ground aqueduct that brings water up from the mountains, in this case, down to town. So it's almost like a, a little mini canal that runs along the side of the trail. And this is all natural rainwater, so it's actually quite common to see little fish swimming through these levadas as we hike. Now, typically, itineraries like to save the best for last. And it will get better, but honestly... This itinerary starts off with a bang. We are going straight up into the mountains right away, and so you're getting full panoramic views of the North Coast. As we hike, our guide tells us that this is where they originally wanted to film the Jurassic Park movies, but apparently there were too many conservation focused laws that they would have to deal with if they filmed here so they said it was just easier to film it in hawaii (laughs) but you will notice that the landscape here looks quite similar some people actually do refer to madeira as the hawaii of europe and it definitely lives up to that name after our rainy hike throughout the day we are all going to go out for dinner together and we are going to Hotel Quinta do Ferraro. So there is a restaurant at this hotel that has dramatic views of the ocean-facing cliffs. As well as very delicious traditional Madeiran food. Which, no surprise, has a lot of seafood included. Day three is going to be yet another hike. And today we are making our way from Santana down to Funchal in the south, which is the biggest city on the island. But we are going to take the scenic route all the way around the east coast of the island because on the very east coast, it kind of dips out into a peninsula. And of course, there's a hiking trail there. So we are going to go get dropped off of the parking lot there and head out on the Ponta de Sao Lorenzo trail. Something you'll notice with Madeira is that everywhere you go seems to look entirely different. So yesterday it was lush and wet and green, and today we are being dropped off in what looks like a desert, really. And we are going to be walking along the very thin ridge that juts out from the island. And all the way down until we find a little hidden pebble stone beach. Which is the perfect spot to just lay out and take a dip in the very cold Atlantic Ocean. Side note, I particularly like this trail. Because I had probably the most magical experience with nature when I was hiking this trail. There was a point, this sounds fake but... There was a point where it was super windy yet I was perfectly warm and it was raining on only one half of me. And if I looked up there was no cloud directly above me but the rain just came down on one half. So I was getting wind from one side and rain from the other but I was completely warm and it was blue skies above. Like I can't make that up. It was Wild and I will never forget it and it just made this trail stick out as being really special to me when we do Finish up at the beach We're gonna make our way back through the trail to the parking lot and we are going to catch a bus to go to Downtown Funchal where we are going to quickly check into our hotel drop our bags off and then head down to the harbor front We are making our way to the harbor because we have booked a dolphin and whale watching tour. Now, I went in October, which is not the time to see whales. I believe it's the summer months that you would see whales, but regardless, there were pods of dolphins. We have booked a no-feed tour, meaning that they don't bait the animals with food, which then causes effects in the whole ecosystem so this is a very conservation and education focused tour which is amazing and as i said i got to see a pot of dolphins and then we also spotted a little sea turtle who was so cute so that was a great tour now that we've made our way back to the harbor after our tour we are going to stop in and grab some gelato My go-to flavors is always hazelnut or pistachio, especially if it's chocolate hazelnut. (laughs) Jumping ahead to day four. Today, we are going to hike from Pico de Arreiro to Pico Ruvio. I know I've been to these places, but I'm probably still saying it all wrong. This is going to be the biggest hike of the entire trip. So this is a six hour hike, going up to the highest point of Madeira. The trail includes ridge crossings, the width of your arm as well as having to go through a couple caves. And if that scares you, trust me, the view at the top is so worth it. We will be completely above the clouds on all sides. If you're able to do this hike on a clear day, you will be able to see all the valleys below. It is a truly magical view at the top, which is then followed by a nice long hike back down as well. From the bottom, we're going to drive back to our hotel in Funchal. Hopefully have a nice long shower and get ready because tonight we're having a celebratory meal. We are going to go out to Santa Maria Street, which seems to be the place to go for dinner. It is lined with restaurants and street art, and there is definitely a crowd every night. (laughs) The restaurant that we're going to go to tonight is at the Santa Maria Hostel. They have an outdoor patio in the back, which is a bit more quiet, and serves tropical sushi platters, which was amazing. Some classic sushi combos, some unique (laughs) sushi combos, including grapes. (laughs) Day five, we're going to stay a bit more in the city, but we are going to do yet another hike, but I promise it will be the last one of this trip. For breakfast, we are going to fuel up by going to one of the local fruit carts, which you can find in just about any square in the city. Madeira is one of the only places in Europe that can naturally grow a lot of the tropical fruits that you would typically find in Central or South America, and it actually exports a lot of those fruits to mainland Europe. But you will find an abundance of fruits that you won't even know the names of on just about every corner in this city. So once we've picked up our breakfast and maybe some fuel for the day, we are going to hike along the urban levadas of the south all the way to Cabo Guiaro. Now, because fruit and wine is such a big export, most of these streets will be lined with vineyards, and there are trails that go through these vineyards, all connecting the different towns along the south coast. So we are going to walk through these vineyards All the way up and down and around these towns, all the way over to Cabo Guiaro, which is a very high cliff face on the south coast. Off the edge of this cliff face is actually a skywalk, so you can walk out onto a glass bottom balcony if you dare. And once we've taken in the sights there, we are going to hop in a shuttle van. That is going to drive us to Camara de Lobos Bay, which looks like a very quaint fishing village. I know we're not in Italy, but it reminded me a lot of the town from Luca, the Pixar movie. Like, it's just all centered around this bay with tons of fishermen in their boats going out for the day. It's a very cute town. This is also our final day with the entire group before most of them fly back home tonight. So we are going to stop in a bar here and order everyone a round of poncha, which is the local drink of Madeira. Poncha is made with sugarcane rum, honey, and lemon juice. Now I don't drink, but I can tell you that my virgin poncha just tasted like a very sweet lemonade. <laughs> I got some very strange looks when I ordered a virgin. <laughs> After a very long day out in the hot sun of the south coast. It is time to relax by a pool. On our way back into Funchal, we are going to stop at what they call a natural pool, and this one is called Doca do Cavacas. Madeira has quite a few of these natural pools, and what they are is essentially a swimming pool carved into rocks on the coast, so it's a bit more man-made than tide pools, but less man-made than an actual swimming pool. (laughs) Even just the pool itself looks gorgeous carved into this rock. You can sit on the ledge and let the ocean tide kind of push you back into the pool, or if you sit really still, you can watch all the tiny fish swim between your feet within the pool. That is the perfect way to end off our final hike of this trip. It's going to get a lot more relaxing in the next couple days. So moving on to day six, the remaining group on the island have all hired a shuttle van to take us around to any of the sites that we haven't gotten to yet. We are getting up Bright and early this morning because our van is going to take us up into the mountains so that we can visit Fennel Forest. And we want to be there very early in the day because that is the time to see it covered in a very sleepy, dreamy fog. Once again, the landscape looks entirely different. And honestly, you would probably guess you're in the Scottish Highlands and not a subtropical island when you come here. Fennel Forest is home to some pretty old laurel trees. It is one of the remaining parts of the Laura Silva Forest, which covered much of southern Europe 15 to 40 million years ago. The laurel trees that you see here today can be as old as 600 years. Once we have finally, truly woken up for the day, we are going to hop Back in the van and keep driving to the northwest corner of the island. Our next stop is called Porto Moniz, and this is where we can enjoy a nice morning dip in yet another natural pool. After our swim and a nice lunch, we are going to hop back in the van, drive a bit more east, and keep driving along the north coast to a stop called Seychelles Beach. This beach is the only natural sand beach on the island, the rest being either pebble rocks, like day two's stop, or imported sand for the beaches that want a nicer feel on the feet. Uh, But this is the only natural sand beach on the island, and it's actually a black sand beach. And the view here is truly chef's kiss. (laughs) We're back on the north coast again, so it definitely has the Jurassic Park jungly look, and you just see these green mountain faces jutting right into the ocean. Yeah, spectacular. (laughs) So we are going to get our beach bum on, we are going to soak up all the sun we can, and after our long day of exploring the island, we are going to drive Back into Funchal. Once again, get ready for a very nice dinner because we are going to be saying goodbye to the rest of our friends tonight. Tomorrow we will be going solo. So we are going to go out for tapas tonight at Taberna Madeira. For those of you who don't know, tapas is a Spanish style of eating that is comprised of a bunch of different small plates that you can all share with each other. So, perfect communal goodbye dinner. Now we've come to our final day. We have no more friends. We're on our own now. So we are just going to enjoy a quiet day exploring this city that we've lived in for the past four days but have never really explored. Now, on this day that we've decided to explore the city, it happens to be Friday, which is particularly exciting because it is what I am deeming Funchal Flower Fridays. So every Friday, it is very common to see women along the streets in traditional Madeiran clothing and they will be selling bouquets of flowers, which is so cute. So of course, a day to ourselves, we have to stop and pick up a bouquet just for us and we can carry that with us as we go to actually visit more flowers. So our first stop of the day after buying the bouquet will be to the cable car because we are going to go up to explore the town above Funchal, which is called Monte. And so we are going to board the cable car, which will actually take us directly to a place called the Monte Palace. This is a very grand looking building, but the grounds of the building is actually a lot more exciting. This palace has been transformed into a botanical garden. There are themed sections such as a Japanese garden over here, aviary over there. There's a little pond with a waterfall you can walk under. It's very cute. Highly recommend. Once we've finished exploring the gardens, we can take a little stroll into the actual town itself of Monte which is actually known for its tobogganing. You can pay a couple of euros, and some men will actually push you all the way back down to Funchal in a toboggan, which is apparently what people used to do to make it back from church on Sundays. Now, me being Canadian, I would not describe these things as toboggans. That's what they call them. But it's not the toboggans that we Canadians are used to. It's more like... A nicely carved wooden carriage that they'll just push you through the streets on. It's not like the winter tobogganing we're used to. (laughs) But I did not toboggan. I stayed up and I grabbed a little lunch at a cafe right at the gondola station. And then I took the gondola back down to town. And then the rest of the afternoon, we're just going to explore the streets of Funchal a little bit more. Maybe pick up some gelato. It's our last chance while we're here. <laughs> and one last stop before we leave is at a place called Livaria Esperanza. So you have to find a very old looking door and knock on it. From there, a lady will answer the door and tell you to go to another door across the street. And from there, you can enter a beautiful cobblestone floor bookstore and this has every book you could dream of from kids comics to graphic design biographies it is massive and beautiful inside so of course we're going to pick up a little book as a souvenir to display in our home and remind us of our time in madeira and with that. Our itinerary has come to a close, and we are now going to jump in to the appendix section. So the appendix is what I like to call the portion of the episode, where I share just a little extra information for those who do want to think realistically about this trip. This is probably one of the more realistic trips for this season. So like I mentioned, I did do this trip, and I booked this through G Adventures. I'll post a link to their trip in the show notes if you do want to check out the tour. Again, highly recommend. This was my first time with G Adventures, but after this, I would definitely travel with them again. I've actually booked another trip with them for September of this year, so yes, definitely recommend. Also, I may have mentioned this before, this was my very first time traveling abroad, like outside of Canada, since. COVID became a thing. Uh, So they were also super helpful in handling all of the logistics and figuring out what forms and vaccine certificates that I needed in order to to make it in one piece, (laughs) which was amazing and saved me a lot of stress. (laughs) Another tour that I did on this trip was the dolphin watching tour. Again, I only saw dolphins because of the time of year I was there. Uh, but that I found through a website called Via Tour. and I think through my account there's a record of the trips that I've taken, so if anyone is planning on being in Funchal and they want a recommendation for that tour, message me on the Insta. It's at podcast. That's my little plug, and I'm sure that I can find the exact tour for you if you want. There was quite a few different tours leaving from the harbor. I don't want to make this appendix too long, but if you are considering going to Madeira and you did want to do it at maybe a slower pace than I did, I tend to travel at quite a fast pace, then unfortunately you might not be able to see everything from the island. So just to help, I put together kind of a top four quote Must see list, in my opinion. The absolute number one thing that I think if you're going to Madeira, you should do is hiking to Pico Ruvio. It is a challenging hike, and definitely not for those who get vertigo because it is quite steep ridges that you are hiking along. But I would say any semi active person could do this no problem. Again, as long as you're not afraid of heights. I saw a video on Instagram of this hike years ago, but it must have been after Instagram introduced the the save feature because I remember I saved it and I said to myself, one day, one day I am going to do that hike. I am going to do that hike. And so when the pandemic hit and you know I couldn't travel, I really started to focus on like what are the things I really really want to see? Like if I could only ever travel to a couple more places in my lifetime, what is the top of the list? And doing this hike was pretty well the top of the list at that point, but I had no idea how to do it on my own. Thankfully, I saw an ad for that G Adventures tour. So it just really worked out. So all that to say, this hike was the number one reason that I went to Madeira, and it still is the number one thing that I think anybody should try and do when they visit. The second thing on my must-see list is swim in a natural pool. There were a total of three in this itinerary. When I was searching online before I went, I think Porto Moniz was kind of the the most popular one, but I will say Doca do Cavacas, which was the one that was right outside Funchal, not on the complete opposite side of the island. Doka do Cavacas was my favorite. There is a small entry fee to access the pool, but it wasn't that expensive, and because of that, there wasn't a giant crowd. Like, once they reach capacity, they don't let anyone else in. So it still feels very relaxed no matter how many people want to get in that day. Uh, If you do make it to Porto Moniz, there are two natural pools like right beside each other. The main one is paid and we actually didn't go into that one. We went to the one beside it because that one is free. And although the paid one looks prettier, if you go to the free one next door, you just get a view of the pretty one while swimming in the free one. It works out perfect. (laughs) Also at the free one, we did get to meet like a couple locals who use the pools, which is always nice, like getting to be in a place that the locals themselves enjoy. I don't know why, but it just feels nice. The last two items on the must see list is one, Seychelles Beach, which was the black sand beach. Honestly, I'm not much of a beach person, but I thoroughly enjoyed this beach. The views are spectacular, and it's kind of like a a side cove from the ocean. So the water is a lot nicer to swim in than just straight out into the ocean. And then the last one is the Ponta de São Lorenzo. Maybe it's just because I had my magical weather moment on this trail, but honestly, this was just a really cool trail. You feel like you're hiking. So high above the ocean, but then at the end, you get to walk down the steps to a little beach cove which feels private, even though it's not. And there's also a pretty thin ridge where on the north side you can see kind of the crazy tide splashing against the cliff face. And then you look to the south, and it's just calm, nice water. Obviously, that's the side that we went swimming on, but yes, I would definitely recommend doing that. And it's just a quick bus ride from Funchal. So it's really easy to get to even if you don't have a shuttle bus with a group. Moving on to the reflection section. That kind of rhymes. What style of travel would I describe this as? Honestly, I think that this trip is truly a perfect mix of active travel and relaxation. You might do this really amazing hike throughout the day and then in the evening you might be you know just relaxing in one of the natural pools. You can move things around any way you want to have a nice relaxing day in the middle of the trip and then go back into hiking the next day. I don't think there was ever a point where I felt truly exhausted. It never got to that level of activity. Also I know it wasn't a huge focus in this itinerary. But I would say this was actually quite a foodie trip as well. Not because we were eating a ton, but because the food here is just so good. It's very fresh seafood as well as very unique fruits that you can find. In Funchal, there's gelato around every corner. (laughs) So yeah, if you are somebody who likes active trips, if you are somebody who just wants to be in the water the whole time, or if you're a foodie, like Madeira is for you. Madeira is for everyone. Honestly, everyone should try and visit Madeira. <laughs> the one thing that this itinerary was not was slow-paced. As you can probably tell from our last episode, I am not somebody who can just sit around and enjoy a view like for the entire day. I need to be doing something. But obviously, if you did want to travel at a slower pace, Madeira makes it so easy. Within the pandemic, they've actually added a lot more roads that cut through the mountains. So now driving from one coast of the island to another takes dramatically less time than it used to, apparently. Like, I'm telling you, Madeira is about to blow up because they are putting in the infrastructure to make it the best destination possible. That brings this episode to a conclusion. Thank you for coming along. If you have enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a rating or review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. This helps to bring in new listeners, which is really helpful for new podcasts. And if you do want to be notified of new episodes, go ahead and hit that follow button. Real quick, I want to mention that I will be taking a break next week, so there will be no posting on February 22nd and that is because I will be on a plane that day to Guatemala. I hope you've liked this format of me kind of recapping an itinerary that I've already done, because I have planned out the whole itinerary for my trip to Guatemala, and I'm planning on doing another kind of recap episode on my Guatemala trip when I come back, and I am taking this trip with a couple friends of mine. So Maybe I'll get them to come on the podcast and give you a review on how my itinerary planning skills. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so the current plan is I resume posting on March 1st, but I am supposed to be arriving back in Canada that morning. So if something happens, I will update you on the Instagram. Again, that's ticket to nowhere podcast on Instagram. The next episode will be pre-recorded. It will not be the Guatemala episode. So see if you can guess where we will be headed to next. Our next itinerary will start off in the world's highest capital city at approximately 3,650 meters above sea level. Let me know if you can guess it. With that, thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. Have an amazing and dreamy day.